Although many of us strive to be the best dad we can be, many physicians struggle with finding balance between their life at home and their life at work. This is the Imperfect Dad MD Podcast, the show where we discuss topics involving our minds, bodies, beliefs, relationships at home, and upping our game with our business practices and financial knowledge to better improve our role as dad in the lives of those around us. I'm your host, Dr. Jeremy Toffel, physician, husband, father to two boys, and self-proclaimed imperfect dad. Join me as I learn to raise my own imperfections within all of these topics. Now, let's get to today's discussion. Hello and welcome to the Imperfect Dad MD Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Jeremy Toffel, and in today's episode, you're stuck with me again. Sorry, no interviews today, but uh, we're going to focus on a topic that I have talked about a lot, not in depth, but a lot in terms of my own personal development, and that is the art of yelling. And, you know, we talk about yelling and yelling with our kids and how we shouldn't do it. Um, and there's a reason that we do it. And I want to talk a little bit more in depth on the whys to that, because when you think about it, that's one of those things as parents that we know it doesn't work. The last time we tried it, it didn't work, but for some reason, we just keep doing it. So before I get into it, though, remember to subscribe and leave a review for the show if you feel like you're getting anything out of this. And if you know a dad or a physician dad who you feel like would get some benefit out of these shows, make sure to share this with them as well. So when you're looking at yelling, this obviously, again, has to do with one of the six Bs, and that is our brain and how our brain interprets situations. And... Again, this is one of those topics that maybe would fall under a parenting topic if you were saying, hey, parenting, 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 this is how you become a better parent. But really, ultimately, it has to do with your thought process and how you respond to situations. And when you think about yelling, yelling is never an inherent type of response when it comes to how we react to situations. Now, our kids do it sometimes. Babies obviously cry and scream because that's the only way they can communicate until they get older and their upper airway and everything develops better. And then they can actually talk to you. And sometimes you wish they weren't talking anymore. But when you think about the act of yelling and how we yell and what we do it for, it's really to look for a quick fix to a situation right? You're calm, you're calm, you're calm, you're responding calmly. Now you're frustrated because you've been calm and your kids aren't listening and then you yell. And your hope and in your mind is that, hey, if I yell, I'm going to get a quick fix and a quick response in the, in the way that I want, right? In the way that I expect to see a response in terms of my kids and how they're acting. And when your kid was born, you probably weren't doing that right? When your kid was little and they were an infant and they would cry, you didn't wake up in the middle of the night and scream at them, hopefully. If you did, well, there's probably something else going on there for you and you probably want to talk to somebody about that. But usually you get up, you're like, okay, I know the reason that they're waking up in the middle of the night is because they're hungry or they need their diaper changed or something along those lines. So I'm going to take care of it and get them back to sleep and, and you go back to bed and that's your mindset. You're tired, you're exhausted, but you know the reason that they're doing it and you take care of it right? There's, there's a purpose to the crying and you understand in your head, your thought is, I know the reason why they're doing this and I'm going to respond appropriately to it. But as our kids get older, there are new joys, like I always say, but new frustrations. And as our kids get to those toddler stages, they become more combative in terms of arguing. They like to have their way. They like to make their own choices when it comes to decisions, even if it's not the right choice. And they know it's not the right choice. They still like to make that decision and that choice. And it frustrates us as parents, right? Because you say to yourself, 
We've gone over this so many times, and I've explained to them so many times why this is not the right way to do things, or this is why we don't do that or this or respond this way, and now I'm frustrated because we've gone over this and they should know it, right? But if you go back to my previous episodes on how kids and how their brains respond, you got to remember these younger kids are still in these alpha brainwave patterns, and they're not, uh, or not in alpha, excuse me, in the delta brainwave patterns, and they're not, they don't have that abstract thinking, right? They're still in this very superficial, um, in terms of con- uh, abstract thinking and concrete thinking, they can't do it well, right? They do more of the imaginative subconscious development with their thoughts at these younger ages. But in our adult brains, we want them to understand so bad, because it just gets frustrating, right? Your day was long, you had it was busy, you still got charts to finish, whatever it is. And you just want your kids to go to bed, or you just want your kids to eat dinner, or you want your brothers to stop hitting each other, any of those kind of things. And it frustrates us. And eventually, at some point, we might yell, because we don't see the response that our brain desires when we are calm or when we talk about it with our kids or we work through it with them because sadly, just as much as our kids are now being raised in a life of immediate gratification, sometimes we look for that as parents as well, right? We expect to say something, we get the response we expect and things move on. And that's just not parenting, especially with our younger kids, because you don't get that immediate gratification. We don't see the slow build of that development. You don't see how they're going to be responding three years down the road when they're finally responding the way they're supposed to, because in that moment, you're just so dang frustrated and you want to see it now. And so you yell. And when you yell, you've developed in your brain this response that turns into um, immediate gratification, right? Because a lot of times, especially if you don't yell very often, it throws your kids off, right? You're doing it for that startle effect sometimes. Your kids stop, they look at you, they say, oh my God, dad yelled at me. And whatever they were doing before is now stopped. And you know what happens is your brain gets that positive dopamine response. Even though you're super frustrated and you're upset or you're angry or whatever it might be, your brain now has that dopamine response and it says, hey, look, what you did worked. Let's do it again next time. So the next time something happens, you say to yourself, okay, I'm going to be calm, I'm going to be calm, I'm going to be calm. But your brain's like, nope, remember last time this worked, let's do it again. And you end up going down that pathway. And that time it might work or it might not because let's be honest, kids adapt and that yelling just never seems to fix the problem, right? And that's the thing, is when we yell, we are using our own thoughts to look for that quick solution. You know, we have a thought about a situation like, oh my gosh, my kids are acting this way again, even though we've talked about it a million times. I'm feeling frustrated. I'm feeling anxious about it. I'm feeling tired about it. I'm exhausted. And so your brain's automatic action and response is yelling, hoping, for the result to be your kids stop, even if it's not the exact result you want. But if your kids stop doing what they were doing, now you say, oh, okay, look, I got that response I wanted. And now your brain has been paved and, the, and that pattern has been learned by your brain to do it again next time. Right. And you may be that parent who always said, I don't want to be the one that yells. I don't want to be the one who yells. But again, it's one of those situations that it, you might trigger it. And, you know, I always say for me, I, that was me. I didn't want to be the dad that yelled. And I always refer to the first time I yelled at my older son when he was two and a half and he kicked my pregnant wife in the stomach on accident. Well, it wasn't on accident. He did it on purpose, but he didn't know what he's doing because he was two and a half. But at the moment I was like, oh my God, you kicked her. What the heck are you doing? And I yelled. And of course that leads to my brain responding because he stopped, he froze, and he was like, oh my gosh, dad yelled at me. And so when you look at that, my brain then learned that, hey, I got him to stop doing what he was doing, even though he obviously wasn't going to kick my wife again. But it made me learn that, hey, I yelled, I got a response, there we go. 
Now, the problem here was I could have made the choice to not do it again, right? I could have made the choice in future situations. Hey, you know what? I yelled at one time. It startled him, which to me, I felt like a terrible parent because I was like, wow, my two-year-old's almost maybe a little scared of me now because I yelled at him. He's never heard dad read his voice before. And so now I could have made the conscious decision and thought that, hey, I'm never going to do that again. Or you can make the easy decision where, hey, I'm going to yell at the next frustrated situation, which sadly, that's what happened to me. I made those decisions and I started to yell more. And you know what happened? I got more frustrated. My kids got more frustrated and I didn't get the results I wanted, right? Because again, our kids learn to adapt. And when the norm becomes a dad yelling when he's frustrated, well, that doesn't change anything. That's just the normal now. It no longer has the the startle effect. It no longer has the uh, that immediate stop effect that we're looking for when we're yelling all the time. And the other thing is that it teaches our kids at a young age that yelling is okay to do when you're frustrated, right? So I'm sure you've gotten into a yelling match with your toddler or your slightly older child because they did something you didn't like. You yelled at them. They yelled back at you. You yelled back at them. They yelled back at you. And it's because they have learned through you, through basically indirect learning, that yelling is an okay response when you're frustrated. Now, it doesn't feel good to have that happen. And it's very easy to then beat yourself up after that because... If you think about it at the time, you're telling yourself, okay, I'm frustrated my kid's yelling at me, and I'm even more frustrated myself because I know it's because I'm yelling. Now, here's the thing. A lot of us don't recognize that as parents. You know, as a pediatrician, I see that in the office a lot, where parents come in, and it's, he's always yelling at me. He's always disrespectful. Um, he doesn't listen, and then he yells at me in these situations. I don't know what to do. And my first question is, okay, well, how are you responding to the situation? You know, when your kid's acting this way, what are you doing? And it's, well, I tell them to do it, I tell them to do it, and, tell them, and then I start yelling at them to do and they still won't listen. I don't know why. And it's, well, well, there's part of the problem. You're yelling at them and they've learned that yelling is an okay response. And that's what the response they expect and that their brain expects, right? And so here's the issue is we have to do a lot of thought work on ourselves as parents here. And it's not an always easy thing, right? Because when we yell and we get that dopamine response, it's, it's, it's a sense of relief, you know, they've done studies on um, adults who, when they get injured and they curse, they actually get chemicals released from the brain that causes um, a decrease in pain. So they've looked at that. And then they've had these people, same people who get injured and then they don't curse like they make them say a different word. So instead of the F word, you say fudge or whatever. And they don't get that same response that leads to pain inhibition. And so the brain has learned that you say this word and... It, it helps protect against pain, right? Even though you're not supposed to curse, you're not supposed to say those words. And of course, if you do that in front of your kids, they learn to do it too. And it's, you know, that vicious cycle of it. But, you know, our brain is very good at learning these responses and expecting a an outcome in a certain way. And so the act of yelling leads to that dopamine response, like, hey, I did something, I got a reaction, and I just released that frustration. And now I maybe feel a little bit better myself. It didn't help the situation, but it helped myself feel better. And that's obviously not a healthy situation to have. So... I've, I've talked about this before and I'm going to talk about it again. This is where you get into your thought work. And so you look at a situation and I always just say, go back to the last time you yelled at your kid and figure out, okay, what was going on? What was the circumstance that your kid was doing? Now, sadly, as much as we want to control our kids, we can't control them, right? That's a circumstance outside of our control, but you control your thoughts on that circumstance. So let's say it was your kid didn't want to brush their teeth before going to bed. Okay. So, 
your original thoughts might have been something like, oh my gosh, I can't believe we're dealing with this again. This is every night, the same fight. Why are we doing this? I'm so tired of it. And when, of course, you have those thoughts, your feelings are that you're frustrated, you're tired, you're exhausted, maybe you're anxious about it. And a lot of times that leads to you acting frustrated towards your kids. You might yell at them. You might force them to brush their teeth, whatever it is. I'm putting my hand up. I've done that before. So I'm not judging anybody here that's listening, okay? So I don't want any of this to feel like it's judgment. So, but that's the that's the cascade of events that happens, right? So let's say you want to fix that and you don't want to yell at your kids about brushing teeth, right? Because there's a lot worse things in life that could be going on. So you say, okay, what do I want to have happen in these situations? So maybe the result is that I want my kid to brush their teeth. We have a good ending to the night. And so then the action has to be that I'm calm throughout the whole scenario. I'm guiding my child to brushing their teeth. Maybe it doesn't go as well or as planned as I wanted to that night. But what I'm doing is that I'm not trying to fix that night. I'm trying to help fix it for future events, right? Because when you do that quick fix that night of yelling and forcing them to do it, it doesn't help the next night. It doesn't teach them to do it on their own. It teaches them that dad's going to get frustrated and do it, but you didn't learn to do anything. So I think that sometimes the hard part is when you do these thought works and you change how you're going to act about something, you're not seeing the immediate gratification right away. It is a learned development that you're trying to build over time. So if that's the action you want, then your, your feelings have to be calm. Your feelings have to be understanding. How do you get those thoughts or those feelings is is the thoughts you have to have are, okay, I know my kid's tired. Heck I'm tired. So my kid's tired. They don't want to do this. They don't want to be doing something else. They'd rather be reading their book before bed. They'd rather be, you know, playing with dad. They'd rather be doing these things. And And so you have to understand the thought process. And when you have those thoughts, it helps then guide you down the cascade you want. It's going to feel weird at first. It's not going to feel comfortable or normal because your body's now used to a different reaction and a different routine in those situations. But the more you do it, number one, your kid's going to get better with the situation eventually. And the thing is, is you are too, because you're not just establishing a new routine for your child, but you're establishing a new routine for yourself. And it's the same idea as when you look at your four-month-old waking up in the middle of the night crying, Right. At those times, you're not having the thoughts, hopefully, of frustration and anger towards them for waking up. You're having the thoughts of, okay, they're hungry, they need change, they're going to go back to bed. And in those cases, you feel maybe tired, but you feel understanding, you feel calm. So you get up, you feed them, you put them back to bed, and you go back to sleep, and things are good. And that's really what we're trying to do here, guys, is... It all starts with those thoughts like we've talked about. What are the thoughts that you're having in those moments that you're yelling? And how can you adjust those thoughts to get the desired response you want? So again, I'm going to review that really quick. Try to change your thoughts about the situation, but don't automatically change the thoughts. You have to first start backwards, right? I always talk about that. You start at your results. Start at what is it that you want to have happen in that event, Then you have to go backward and say, okay, what's the action that's going to lead to the event? How do I have to feel about that? And what's the thought that's going to make me feel that way, right? So that's that's step one. Step number two is that it's not going to work right away. And again, we all are getting used to this immediate gratification, this concept of I do something, I get what I want right away. And sadly, our kids are that way. And sadly, us as adults are a lot that way now too. And you're not going to have that immediate gratification when you're doing this, guys. So you have to get that thought out of your mind. Because if you're having one thought, but you have another thought that's countering it, you're not going to get the the brain response that you want over time, right? So get the whole immediate gratification thing out of your mind. Okay. Um, And number three, this is going to take time. You're not always going to be perfect with it. Just like I'm definitely not perfect with it all the time. I'm definitely better than I used to be with it, but you're not going to be perfect with it. And that is 
absolutely okay. All right. So that is the art of yelling. I should probably call it the art of not yelling, but there really is an art to yelling. Um, and the hope is that you're not really doing it. Now, there might be an immediate situation like your kid runs out in front of a car and you have to yell at them because if you don't, they're going to get run over. And so there are those life-threatening situations that maybe yelling is okay for, right? Or your kid did something extremely disrespectful and now you got to figure out where the heck it came from. Um, but those reactions by your child a lot of times have been learned from somewhere. And it's sadly either from us as parents, maybe it's from a sibling, maybe it's from a friend at school or another friend's parents. And so the hard part with kids is trying to do that thought work with them, right? Because especially those younger kids, they don't have that abstract thinking yet. They can't do it. They can't critically think about these situations and, and do that. And so you have to come up with ways to help them when they're frustrated and yelling and angry focus on changing their thoughts and their feelings about a situation that's a whole discussion for a different day maybe we'll do that on the friday review that'll be that's a good thought i feel very good about that so my action is going to be on friday's review i'm going to talk about how you help your kids okay and hopefully the result is that you listen to it all right guys so again if you're getting something out of this subscribe leave a review share with your friends and we'll see you next time my dad dr jeremy toffel is a pediatrician father and husband the information provided in this podcast is not meant to be medical advice and is for your education and entertainment only